Welcome to Fireside Nets with Spen and Pete. This is episode 170. We've made it this far. Pete's coming in, punching. And so are we tonight after our second preseason loss to the 76ers, 127-119. Pete, all I got to say is this. Thank God it's the preseason. I, I, uh, I'm okay with the result because the game essentially doesn't matter. But there are a lot, a lot of takeaways from this game. We're going to get into it. But first off, how the hell are you, man? How's everything going? You got, you want to talk about what you got? Yeah, I got, I got a bad cold. I got, I got, I got the colds. And that's why I fucking, I sound like shit. And I apologize now. My voice might crack. It's all good, though. We're going to power through. That's the kind of trooper that Pete is. He comes on a show sick as a dog, but he, he wants to put out Nets content. And that's what we do week in, week out. You know, we're one of the best Nets podcasts out there. So without further ado, Pete, let's 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 get into it, right? I don't want to toot our own horn too much. Uh, let's let's give the people what they want. And that is talking about Ben Simmons. So we we're starting to see this guy that's been talked about all season. Jacques Vaughn's talked about it. His teammates have talked about it. God knows that he's talked about it. It's coming to fruition in the preseason. We're seeing the Ben Simmons of old. Tonight he only had eight points, uh, but six rebounds, nine assists, three steals. He did have eight turnovers. He has to clean up the turnovers. If this was a regular season game, uh, you know, he has these amazing plays. And, and you know, one play, he, he, he gets a, a bounce pass down the lane, no look behind the back bounce pass to Spencer Dinwiddie for a wide open three. That was one of the coolest moments in the game. Got a lot of retweets on Twitter. I don't want to downplay that, but the eight turnovers, it, it, to me, it's just as important as those amazing plays that he makes because he's our, he's our point guard. He has to be able to, to, to not turn the ball over, Pete. <clears throat> we'll take a sip here. Get a sip of water before you <clears throat> go in. Of course, I'm ready. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Um, this is what I was going to say. I was planning to do this whole speech. It's preseason. Guys are out. It really doesn't matter. But uh, some of these turnovers were just, like, ugly. But let's think about it, guys. A lot of guys were out. This is not going to be the starting lineup we see in a week, hopefully. And uh, I I'm okay with it. As long as he keeps on moving well, I'm okay. I, I'm just a little upset that Cam Johnson isn't back in. We need these reps. We do need the reps. I agree there. I am I, I am happy with the effort we saw from everybody tonight. I did think that Philly got out to a quick start and just hit us in the mouth. I think the score was 13 uh, nothing in, in the, the opening minutes of the game, so it was tough. For the, the Nets were down 20 points. A ton, of, there, a ton of times in this game, there were a lot of – moments for the Nets where you saw something and you said, wow, okay, I, I like what I'm seeing. You know, I want to see more of that in the regular season. Cam Thomas had his moments in this game where, where he got hot. Nick Claxton, right, had a little dust up with Pat Beverly. Did you see that? That was, oh, that was yeah. pretty good. Uh, I love he, that, 
yeah, I mean, who doesn't love Pat Pat? Like you, he's practicing trolling in the preseason, which is incredible. He's he's dedicated he gets, to his craft. No, no, no. He gets flagrants in the post in the postseason in the preseason. The preseason. That's ridiculous. I love it though. I, I love it. But my he he set Clax off once. Once him and Clax got in that little tussle, Clax had a block on one end, a dunk on the other. He finished with twelve points on six of six from the field. So a nice outing for Claxton in 21 minutes. Cam Thomas finished with 18 points. Um, some other guys who had nice games, Trendon Watford with 13 points, 5 of 10 from the field. He's been pretty good, Pete, in, in, in this preseason. He, you know, it's him. It's uh, it's Darius Baisley, and there's one other guy fighting for a roster spot. Is it Jalen Wilson? Did you say Harry Giles? No, he, he uh, I did not say Harry Giles. Is it? I thought there were three guys. I know it was Baisley, it was um, Watford, and one other guy. Maybe it was Wilson, oh, maybe it was Giles. It might have been Giles. Watford's Giles. been playing. It's Giles. Okay. Well, then maybe it's two out of three make the team. Let's go with that. So, obviously, Watford, Giles, they've played a lot better than Baisley. Uh, Baisley hit a three in this game, two or two from the field, but, but Watford, 13 points for him. He's... He's been a guy who, who surprisingly he can get to the basket. He can hit the floater. He he, he had two threes tonight, which uh, I didn't see that coming. But two of two from three, seven rebounds. He's, he's a stronger player, and he can kind of be a point forward. Now, before I get into my next point, what did you what do you think of Watford throughout this game and throughout the preseason so far? Uh, you know, you kind of brought up the highlights. There were like a couple of possessions. He made a bad turnover. We saw Ben Simmons in the post. It was like a smaller guard on him, and we wanted to get like a little play right there, and he just threw it right to the Philadelphia player. Like, you know, that's only one bad pass, but uh, I don't know. I, I seem to be seeing him at his worst, so I'm kind of grading him a little more negative, but that's just me. It, it seemed like everybody was turning the ball over, right? You're going you're gonna to get that with, with Mikhail and Cam out of the lineup. Guys who haven't been playing with each other are playing with each other. Uh, Royce O'Neal had two turnovers. Watford had three turnovers. I, I said Ben's eight earlier. Cam Thomas had three turnovers. Claxton and Dinwiddie each had two turnovers. And Lonnie Walker, who had his worst game of the preseason, four turnovers. He was four of 11 from the field. Every time it seemed like the Nets were going to come back and uh, make a run at this thing, Lonnie Walker would miss a fast break layup. He'd, he'd miss a fast break dunk. He'd miss a three. Just, just not a great outing for him. I know he's going to clean it up. He, he just had an off night. Um, Wait, so I'm out is he hurt still? He had a contusion on his hand from last game, and he just came back now. He still might be hurt. He could be. He could look five of six from the line, but oh of three from three point land, four of eleven from the field. He just looked off tonight. Maybe it's his knee. Maybe it's something else. Uh, I know that that's not who he usually is, and he's he, you know one preseason game he's fine. What was weird, Pete? And, uh, he yeah. hurt his hand, by the way. He hurt his hand. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you said wrist contusion. I don't know why. I hear the word contusion. I think a knee. I talked about Watford being that point forward. Uh, you know, during this game when Ben Simmons wasn't handling the rock, it was Watford. We saw Cam Thomas handle it a little bit. The guy that we did not see handle the rock in 30 minutes of action, Spencer Dinwiddie. And I, I brought this up last week about, you know, maybe not confusing him and, and trying to put him in a, in a role where, you know, he's off ball and he can focus on scoring. He only took four shots tonight, five points. He had seven assists. It was weird. He, 
he was coming off the ball in, in a shooting guard position for the majority of the time he was in, but he was looking to pass tonight. So I don't know. Just wanted to get your thoughts on on, on Dinwiddie not being that second primary ball handler after Ben Simmons. <clears throat> So, uh, you know, everyone said, too much hero ball, too much ISO. He switches it up, then people get upset. But you know what? His usage rate went all the way down. I think it was 22% with us last year. It's down to 11. <clears throat> he's playing that, that guy in the corner, the catch-and-shoot guy. You know, he's playing into the role. And I think he's doing it pretty well. What was he? He's one for four today, one, uh, one for three from three. But that's going to happen. He's not forcing it. He's not. I'd like him to be more uh, more aggressive than Trendon Watford and Royce O'Neal. Each of those guys put up – each of them put up 10 shots tonight. The fact that Dinwiddie only managed four is unacceptable. I mean, Ben Simmons, the guy who doesn't like to shoot the basketball, he put up eight shots tonight. Um, look, Dinwiddie's, a, you know, one of the older guys on this team. He actually – Dinwiddie's the only – I'm sorry, I'm looking at minutes. <laughs> I thought I was looking at age. Dinwiddie is one of the older vets on this team. Uh, he doesn't have to prove anything, but you know when Mikhail and Cam are back, I would like him to be more of a scorer because Ben is the facilitator. Facilitator, I don't need two facilitators on the floor together. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what's gonna happen. Uh, I think you might have a point. I was thinking about this about the whole like mixing up the roles and whatnot. There, there might be something to that, but the guy is a pro. <laughs> And let's face it, it's either going to be him handling the rock <clears throat> if Ben goes down or Dennis Smith Jr. And I think we all know we'd rather have Ben being the point guard, right? So he's got he's going to have to be ready. Yeah, in all honesty, I did not miss Dennis Smith Jr. too much tonight. Because of the emergence of Watford as this point forward, I haven't really necessarily needed to see another ball handler. Royce comes in. He handles the ball a little bit. Um Lonnie Walker is a little too aggressive for me. He's looking for a shot almost every time he touches the ball. So yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't trust him to make decisions. But uh, overall, you know, interesting game. Uh, we, we talked about Cam Thomas a little bit. He actually started the game pretty cold. Missed a few shots out of the gate. He normally doesn't miss. He got it going uh, at, at times throughout this game. I think in that third quarter, he hit a few buckets. He, he finished with 18 points, but a minus 13 on the night. Not a great look for him. Um I do, I do like Cam Thomas's aggressiveness, and do you think that he's made a case that that he should be a, a starter come regular season? Uh, no. I think that uh, he has opened up my eyes a little bit. I've been very, very vocal about this, and yeah. him getting the starts was kind of a surprise to everybody. But I think this is what's going to happen. You're going to have Dinwiddie be the starter come opening day, and I would not be shocked Dinwiddie gets traded at the deadline and Cam Thomas becomes the everyday starter after that. Could you see that? If Dinwiddie gets dealt at before the trade deadline? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess if you get bigger, right? If, if you're going to get a, a four to put next to Claxton. No, no, I'm not, like, no, not even saying that. Let's just say we're going to have Ben, CT, Bridges, CJ, and, and Clax. How would you feel about okay. that? So at that point, you're trading Dinwiddie for depth on your roster, not necessarily uh, another starter. You know, let's just hypothetical game. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of what we've. I'm with you. So we we've seen Cam in the starting lineup with Mikhail and Ben, and obviously Spence. 
Uh, but basically what your point is, is Spence and, and Cam Thomas are too similar in, in terms of size. Spence is more of a facilitator than Cam. Cam might be a little bit better of a mid-range shooter than um, than uh, than Spence. Spence is obviously a better player, but on this team, if Ben is running the show, we don't need a guy who who's great with the ball in their hands. We just need guys to score, right? So if if yeah, I I I, I can see Cam starting on this team, but while Spence is here, I mean, it's Spence's role, right? I agree. Some people would uh, be very angry at you for saying that. By the way, which part? A lot of people. That's Twitter. Would be mad at me for for saying that uh, that Dinwiddie should be starting. And that it's clear that Dinwiddie's better than CT. Well, I mean, what do you do? Time out, time out. <laughs> Cam Thomas is great. All right, uh, this is not a slight to him. Spencer oh, Dinwiddie's a, bro. You don't see on Spencer, next Twitter. Spencer Dinwiddie's a top fifty guard in basketball. So let, let's not. Cam I mean, Thomas listen, he's close. Blasphemy. That's fine. If anyone on Nets Twitter wants to come at me, I'll uh, I'll shoot you my address. How's that, oh, Pete? It's real. I think I'm fucking around, bro. It's almost basketball season. I'm ready to fucking – I'm ready to go nuts, and and in a good way, in a good way. So we've talked about almost everybody on this uh, who played tonight. Uh, one guy, I just – you know, he hit a few shots tonight, but the fit has not been there this season, and that's Dorian Finney-Smith. I, I like the guy. His personality is great. He's a team player. He does not really fit on this team – He's too small to be our four. He has not shot the ball well, and and he's just non-existent if he's inside the three-point line, not a strong strong ball handler. Uh, Are you disappointed with DFS, or did you kind of see this coming? I I could not see this coming, like, at all. I thought he was going to run away with the job. And you know what? Excuse me. These three uh, preseason games have really sold me that Royce is better. Yeah, his voice is better. He might be, you know. You look at the two players. You say, okay, three and D. Dorian Finney-Smith, right? And uh, I think he shot close to forty percent in Dallas. Royce shot thirty-eight percent from the field. But you know what? Royce does those little things, and it's not that Dorian Finney-Smith is bad, or you know, or anything. But he's just not hitting his shots. And you have Royce who can handle the ball a little bit more. He's very good defending bigger guys. Like, really good. There is a place for Dorian Finney-Smith in the NBA to get big minutes to start. Uh, Obviously, in Dallas, it worked. There's a lot of teams that could use Dorian Finney-Smith. But let me read this stat to you, Pete. This is pretty funny. In 24 minutes, right, both Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal played 24 minutes. Royce had 13 points. DFS had nine. Royce was four of 10 from the field, four of eight from three. DFS was three of six from the field, three of five from three. Royce had five rebounds to DFS's three. Royce had five assists to DFS's two. Royce had three blocks to DFS's zero. That's kind of a crazy stat that Royce is getting three blocks. Dorian Finney-Smith's not getting a single block. O'Neal had one more turnover. He had two. DFS had one. Plus minus, Royce O'Neal was a zero. Dorian Finney-Smith was a minus 16. They That's both wild. played 24 minutes, and obviously it's preseason, different game, different guys. You know, obviously the, the second-half players out there for both teams were a lot different than the first half, but that's extremely t- – they have the same role on the team, and the Nets were 16 points better when Royce O'Neal played than, than Dorian Finney-Smith. So 
I, I think DFS is going to be the odd man out of this rotation. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, he, he'll play because of injuries, but outside of that, I just don't see it. I got a question for you before you go to the next subject, right? Royce is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Dorian Finney-Smith has a couple of years left on a good contract. What do you do there? Are you going to re-sign Royce? Or, you know, supposedly Sean Marks could have traded Dorian Finney-Smith for two first-rounders last year when we got him in the Kyrie trade. Kind of burns now, right? But, like, what do you do? Like, right now, if I'm looking at the cap sheet, I say, Dorian Finney-Smith, you're going to stay. But I look at the eyeball test, and I'm saying, we, we, uh, we need Royce. He's like a glue guy. Yeah, contracts suck, don't they? And, and yep. you know, I always say uh, current spend is a lot more smart, is a lot smarter than future spend because future spend is just not not that bright. So uh, I have I've no idea, but in terms of what makes sense salary-wise, like if you have to keep Dorian Finney-Smith because his value is in the toilet, I think you do. I also think that he's a guy who's going to be moved before the deadline. I'm making that prediction now. He will play good enough for the Nets in the first half of the season where his value isn't dog shit and Sean Marks is going to move him. That is my prediction. Pete, you're on mute, but you're a pro at this. It's okay. I'm, I'm a pro. You guys, I'm a pro. <clears throat> I was going to say, uh, I hope so. I hope you're right because I'm, I'm not too sure. It seems, is it one of these like I, the guy can't play New York sort of thing? Like with the Yankees, sometimes they get a player and the guy could play in Texas and be like a star. He comes to New York. He can't do it. It's all I'm seeing something like that with him. It, it feels like, because this guy was a good player for a couple of years. This is not a fluke. Maybe it's a system fit. I don't know. Very strange. It is strange. Um, trying to think if there's anyone else we haven't got to, I talked a little bit about Baisley. It was his best game as a net in 17 minutes, uh, but just not enough there. Eight points, three assists, one board. Um, the guy I freaking love whenever he comes in, obviously, you know, he's, he's been a G league guy, uh, for the majority of his career, but Armani Brooks is not shy when it comes to shooting the basketball five minutes. He comes into the game, puts up three threes, goes two of three from three and he takes bombs, man. He takes a few steps inside of half court. He has the same move every time, right? Dribbles to his left and then pull up. Bang from three. I, I freaking love it. And I'd love to see him get some minutes at some point. I mean, he's got decent size, right? How how tall is Armani Brooks? He's six three. Okay, so he's on the shorter side of, of guys in this team, and he's 25. So he's he's not a spring chicken, but uh this is his second season. And look, the net this is something that a lot of people wanted to kill the Nets for is is you know, they lost a lot of three-point shooters. And I, I think that's a little bit um it's a little bit exaggerated because we still have a lot of really good three-point shooters in, in Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges. Uh, Dinwiddie can get it going. Cam Thomas has obviously approved his three-point stretch. But adding a guy like Armani, Armani Brooks, when you're up 20, 25, you, you want to put someone in there and maybe he hits two or three threes, you go up 30, 35. Like, he's a guy that, you know, I like him at the end of our bench. Yeah, he's a two-way, right? So the, they'll have an option to, to play him a couple games and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I'd like to see him get a little bit better. But like you said, it is nice to have someone like that at the end of the bench. And he's still young. Like, you know, you're, you're going to, with this new salary cap, you're going to need to develop players. And it looks like he might be someone who we, like, you know, we keep. Someone that, you know, is good around the team. Too much shooting is never a problem. I'll always say that. 
too much shooting is never a problem, but not enough shooting can motherfuck you in the playoffs. Facts. Was that the end of your saying? Not at all, but I like it. Sure. Uh, defensively, bad game for the Nets. Philly shot 44% from the field, 41% from three. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. had 21 points. Paul Reed, Tobias Harris each finished with 18. De'Anthony Melton with 15. And Jaden Springer off the bench with 11. I, I like his game. The 21-year-old from, from Tennessee he was a first-round pick a few years ago. He's, he's a good player. Um, yeah, any, any more thoughts on this game before we move ahead? Yeah, you just mentioned the field goal percentage. I was looking at the stats before, and we talked about all like the turnovers. Nets had 26 turnovers. But uh, Philadelphia's uh, points from turnovers were, were insane. They had 22 points in the fast break. And uh, let me see. I think they had like over 20 at one point. I don't have it in front of me. 27 second chance points, 22 fast uh, fast break points. It's just you, you can't win. You just can't win. It, the Nets, I thought, actually did a good job holding the 43%. But when you have all those turnovers, like you're fucking yourself. I'll tell you this, Pete. I'm not as worried about the turnovers. Mm. A lot of those passes were like basically someone was on the nets, uh, was trying to post up their defender. Whether it was Ben Simmons, Trendon Watford, like you mentioned, had a few, um, Spencer Dinwiddie. There were moments where, where you know, Ben would go to Dayron in, like, in the post and Dayron's defender would just time it and, and, and jump and pick off the ball. And that's a chemistry issue. That is a, a timing you have to get that down. That's gonna you're gonna have to go through those growing pains in order to fix that. But there were so many of those turnovers where, hey, I'm posting up. All right, let me figure out when to get it to you. We haven't really been playing live games against a team that isn't, you know, our, our own teammates a lot. Boom, turnover, right? Like th- that's gonna happen in the preseason as you and you might as well get it out now because come regular season, we're gonna tear our hair out from 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 crappy ass turnovers like that that's also an effort thing right after that play with, with yeah. ben simmons and dayron sharp ben's telling dayron you have to come to the ball if you think i'm gonna throw it to you the second you see it out of my hands come to it because don't don't let your defender beat you to that ball that happened a lot of times so that'll get itself worked out I'm, I'm not as worried about that i mean 26 turnovers is a ridiculous number they, they have to clean that up but look in a game without mikhail and, and, and cam johnson I'm okay with it. I was I was pretty okay with the performance. Uh, I I agree with you. Like this is a work in progress still, and like I said before, it hurts not having Cam Johnson in. That's a big part of your lineup that like you don't think about. Yeah, I mean he's probably your second best scorer, right uh, after after Bridges and CT maybe. All right, you got to you got to cool it with the CT stuff. Let's oh, get to like, this game. It's driving Let's me insane. Get to- <laughs> Let's get to the game uh, that was played before this game. The Nets and the Ra'anana Maccabee team, uh, 135-103. Ra'anana Maccabee is an Israeli professional basketball team. So few former NBA guys. Uh, Dwayne Bacon is probably one of the more notable names on this team. Um, Quindary Weatherspoon, he spent some time in the G League. I've actually watched him play. And then Bruno Kaboko, who uh, who was a first-round pick a long time ago. Yeah, Raptors. He's 28 years old. He's also on this team as well. Diakite is another name that you might recognize. Um, this was another day in the office for Mikhail Bridges, right? 23 points, smooth, 8 of 20 from the field, 6 of 13 from three. 
Uh, this was a great game for Ben and him to get some chemistry. A lot of Mikhail's points. Pete, tell the people where a lot of Mikhail Bridges' points came from in this game. The three-point line. He, and, he, and why he was that? Because he, he, he went off. But like, no, but who got, him, who got him the ball, Pete? Oh, my guy Spencer Dinwiddie, of course. I'm kidding. Ben Simmons got him the ball. I, I got to do the Dinwiddie thing. But ben, you know what? Yep. You're, you're, you're right, man. This was a perfect time to kind of build the chemistry. And uh, I, I like it. You like seeing Ben Simmons going out there and having Mikel Bridges move around and knowing where he is. And it's, it's just, you know, you could see the chemistry building, right? At least I see. Maybe I'm going crazy. You're not going crazy. I think we all saw. I mean, this was this was a moment where last season, right? Why did Mikhail burn out? Because he had to do a lot on his own. Everything. And he had to do everything. He had to play off the dribble. He had to have the ball in his hands. He did not have a guy to take the pressure off him. And as much as I love Spencer Dinwiddie, he is not as much of a threat scoring-wise in the post, in the lane, He's not as big of a body as Ben Simmons. He doesn't command the same attention that Ben Simmons commands. So in comes Simmons. He's looking to create. Now you see guys like Bridges getting open shots. Dinwiddie had 15 points in this one. He was four of six from the field, four of six from three, three of three from the line. Um, Watford came in. Another double-digit point game for Watford. 12 points, uh, five rebounds, two assists for him. And then the, the, the big surprise for the Nets, which I know fans love to see, Harry Giles, the third, 16 points and 10 rebounds in 21 minutes, eight of 10 from the field. He just seemed to always be in the right place at the right time. Uh, I, I know it was against a team that, that isn't all NBA guys, but what did you think of Harry Giles, the third's performance in this one? Oh, I'm so in. I'm so in on this guy. You know what? He has that. You could see the flashes of talent from him being, you know, uh, what he's like. He was, I think, top five in the nation one at one time in high school, you know, this guy had a lot, a lot of potential didn't work out because of injuries. Now he's here. And you know what? The nets might've really found a steal. And if he does not get that last spot. I'm going to pull out my hair. That's it. Who would you rather see back up? Would you rather see sharp or uh, Giles on this team or both? I want both, but I'm going to tell you why for every, for every uh, argument <clears throat> we need sharp because we need the rebound right i know a lot of times he does not look like an nba player suddenly he does stupid fouls he can't handle the ball but you know what his rebounding percentage last year <clears throat> i think he would have been like in the top 10 in rebounding percentage if he played enough minutes he's an elite rebounder when he gets the minutes and this is a big issue on this team he's still raw i still think he could grow a lot of people are giving up on him and i get that but then we go to Giles. Giles could really spread the floor. And if you're going to have Ben Simmons, oh, man, how helpful would that be to have a center who could shoot? This is something that we've been waiting for for, like, what, 10 years, a decade? Yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, he's probably our best shooting big man since Brooke Lopez. I think so. Right? Who right. Else? We're going back. Um, I can't think of I, anybody. I'm amped. I, look, Claxton is obviously a top 15 center in the league, I think, if not top 20. He, he's he's top just 10, getting sir. better. You think top 10? Absolutely. Offense and defense, yeah? Yes, absolutely. 
Okay. That's that, you know, that could be a segment for our next show. Is Nick Claxton a top 10 center? I, I don't hate that, but uh, no, he look, he, he's, he's a bona fide stud. I want someone who can be an offensive threat when he comes out of the game. Dayron is an energy guy. Dayron comes in, he's, he's banging off the glass. He's trying to finish down low. Offensively. He's limited. Giles might not have the same energy and youth that Sharp has, although he's still pretty freaking young, right? How was he? 24. He's is 25. He? Giles he's is 25 years old. No, he, Giles he's 28. is 28. Harry Giles, no, he was – he's 25 years old. He was born in 1998, wow. my friend. Wow. Um, I just – I don't know. I think he adds so much more to this roster than, than Dayron does. Uh, Dayron didn't have a bad night against, against Philly, uh, coming back from an injury that he suffered, I believe, in the first game against the Lakers. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I don't love Sharp. I, you talked about people who don't believe in him. You can put me in that box. Uh, I don't know if he's, you know, a legitimate backup NBA center. I don't. He hasn't, he hasn't proven it to me yet. You know what? You, you might be right. He showed these flashes at the end of last year. I think the last, like, five or ten games, I think it was. He performed pretty well. And like I said, the rebounding percentage is good. But then you look at the eye test, it tells you differently. Um, I think this is his make-or-break year. He's either going to be like a backup or out of the NBA. And to me, he just doesn't look like a center. He doesn't command that. I don't know. He looks more like a like a almost like a Reggie Evans type, like a very scrappy four. And and those really don't exist anymore in the NBA. A four? What? How do you see him as a power forward? I, I'm saying just his size and his stature. How oh, tall is he? He's, oh. he's uh, let me see. Dayron Sharp is what, 6'10? 6'9? He's 6'9. So he's, he's not. Boy. He's 265, but he's 6'9, Pete. How many centers in the NBA do you know that are great that are under 6'10? I'm not Can saying he's not be great. What? Can he rebound, though? Can he? he, could, he he's a bang guy, right? Reggie Evans was a d- dynamite rebounder, he was 6'8. That's my oh, that's my point. He just I, in my eyes, Dayron Sharp looks more like a gritty power forward from the freaking mid two thousands who would play for the Grizzlies or the Trailblazers or one of those teams that had guys that just had motors and would bang and bang and bang. For me, he's very offensively limited. He can score a little bit around the basket, but it's not like he's you know cleaning up everything. And you say he shows flashes. I don't. I don't need flashes anymore, Pete. I need consistency from these guys. I demand consistency from my second, my third, my fourth year players. We're starting to see that with Cam Thomas. He's growing a little. He's grown a little bit each year. Nick Claxton, same thing. I have not seen Dayron Sharp elevate his game like the other young guys on this Brooklyn Nets team. And I, I don't want this to be a, a Dayron Sharp diss episode. All right. You said there were non-believers. I just wanted to to make their points known. The guy's 21 years old, right? He's still got some growing to do. That's all I'm going to say. <sighs> yeah, yeah, he does. That's, that's a good counter. I, I can't argue with age, right? I, you know, I can't. 6'9", undersized center. All right. Any other comments uh, on this game? Not really. I mean, the competition was meh. Um, Lonnie Walker had 12 off the bench, 5 of 6 from, from the field. He's, he's going to be an important player for Brooklyn this year. Noah Clowney, nice little outing for him. 10 points, 4 of 5 from the field. Um, Darius Baisley, weird stat line. 5 points, 14 rebounds. He was a plus 34 in this game. So I guess as the Nets just started to dominate uh, in that second, third, and and pretty much fourth quarter. 
Um, because they got out, they got outscored 39 to 34 in the first. Jeez, I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, yeah. This uh listen, the Maccabees were were fighting back, but uh no, Brook Brooklyn's, you know, they're an NBA team. The worst NBA team can probably beat this Maccabee team nine times out of ten. That's just how it is. Um, all right, Pete. I think that does it. We broke down two preseason games. We broke down the Lakers game last week. We have one more game against Miami. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we have the regular season. It's it's coming up. It's around the bend. Uh, any final words, Pete? So we're wrapping up already? Let's go. Okay. We're wrapping yeah. up. It's, it's a late Monday night. These people want to get to sleep. Or they're starting their work day and, and their boss is giving them something to do. Or they're a teacher in a school and, you know, class is about to start. Mm. Or they're a student in the class that the teacher is about to teach. Well, they, you know, whatever. Teach their own. Yeah, uh, check out at Netflix, you know. That's my Twitter. I just dropped an episode last week. Check it out on YouTube, at Netflix, you know. And uh, I want to get better so I can talk normally again. Let's go next. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's pray for Pete because uh, this this health thing is uh, it's not really working out for the pod, Pete. So selfishly, we're gonna need you to uh, to just to just heal yourself extremely quickly. I agree. I got an idea. Just just after this episode's done, I'm about to end it. You're gonna go in the mirror and you're just gonna yell, "Sickness be gone!" Just put me. Uh, give me some auto tune. All right. I love it. Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been Fireside Nets with Spen and Pete. Tune in next week.